0: Welcome to All Roads 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time and your ticket is waiting. All aboard, all roads lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson.
1: Greetings and welcome to BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max Radio with your host, Pamela L. Henderson. All Road 65 Max Foundation welcomes Jennifer Keltner. Welcome and how are you doing today, Jennifer? Great.
0: Beautiful.
1: (laughs) Jennifer had taken a spiritual gifting personality test in March of 2019 Jennifer learned that she was a developer, exhorter, which is less than 10% of the population. As a developer, Jennifer has big dreams, visions, and she loves to create. As an exhorter, Jennifer loves people, and she is future-oriented. Jennifer says it is probably no surprise that she had decided last year to throw a couple of parties to end human trafficking. And she created her 5013C Rescue Party Give in April of 2019. Last year, she was humbled and honored to be named by Meeting at a Convention magazine as one of the 25 most influential women in the meeting industry and business travel news. In 2019, Women You Should Know article. In January of 2020, Jennifer started to use her beautiful digital photos taken on to help show love. It is very interesting when you meet someone who has similar interests as you. I am Girl Empowerment, and I believe that there's nothing we cannot do if we are given the right resources to journey our dreams and passions to present our talents in a positive way. 65 Max Foundation offers six-month mentor internships to at-risk youth and young adolescents ages 12 to 24 years old. My expertise is to help build their customer service skills and to give a platform for everyone to shine amongst the stars. I am passionate about health, beauty, and wellness, of loving ourselves no matter what obstacles we are enduring. <laughs> Tell me about your nonprofit Rescue Party Give and your focus, Jennifer. So, thank
2: you. So, Rescue Party Give, I actually created Rescue Party Give last year uh, in March. Um, we had WeWorks donated space for us so that we ho- hosted the event for the community. Just re- really inviting everyone um, around to to understand this issue of human trafficking, that it is in our own neighborhood. So we had artists paint what freedom looked like, and we auctioned off their paintings. We had musicians sing songs of freedom. We had film that featured what was going on from a global perspective of human trafficking. And we were generous donations given by American Airlines to give us tickets to the Dominican Republic, which I auctioned two tickets off, and I took two people from the newly created nonprofit, Risky Party Give, to the Dominican Republic to actually go see what was going on in the issues of human trafficking. Um, It is, sadly, it's a $150 billion industry, and it is not just a global issue. It is a domestic issue as well. So I also threw a, what I called a block party for freedom, and I did an event in a kind of a strip kind of mall shopping center, and I had all the retailers participate with us. This was in October last year. Um, And so we had everyone come together. Um, Again, we uh, we had a survivor come speak. We had... I brought in the community again, so this was for children too to participate. So I had the local police force, I had fire departments involved. Uh, it was a very cool day. We had tents. We had um, I had a lot of faith-based friends of mine sharing their products um, that they had that would help focus on freedom for others. Mm-hmm. So it was a very cool thing. Uh, I will share that my mission statement. <laughs> comes from my spiritual faith journey and my prayers. And when I did my very first event, I remember I was like, what am I, why am I, what am I, what is this event supposed to be? You know, and I, I went to a friend of mine who was my faith God, you know, leader, and she just said, Jennifer, you need to labor to rest. You need to let go, right? You need to let God help you. And so it was funny. It was cute. I mean, I do think God has an amazing sense of humor. But when I shared the mission statement of Rescue Party Give, it is to share the the fact that I felt this message from the dream to use the mission statement of Star Trek. During my undergrad college days, um, I remember the mission statement of Star Trek as my professor saying that is the best mission statement because it's so broad and general that every episode, you know, could fit a different situation. So that is the same thing with rescue party. Give my group focuses on the 50,000 foot level, um, looking at, you know, looking at it, and so not getting caught up um, and being able to see the forest from the trees. But I also ask God, I'm like, why am I looking at Star Trek as inspiration? And I looked up the symbol that Leonard Nimoy uses for the peace loving nation. Mm-hmm. And he he basically um, uses that from his faith, his Jewish faith of going to the synagogue. And the priests would hold their hands up with the thumbs, opposing thumbs, touching each other with the symbol. And it would basically be sharing Al Shaddai, Almighty God. And so Is that I what that shared the group Yes. Okay. So I shared with the group that um, this was a blessing to the community but a calling to me with Rescue Party Give. So that's how I introduced it. Um, I share my own, like, I've done a lot of journaling. I've asked God, why me? And he said, the messages were back, if not you, then who? Right. And again, those, those, that, that was the, you know, I found it very almost comical, humorous, like conversations. I actually, the first, right before the event, I kept hearing messages like I heard sing, and I'm like, well, what does What am I supposed to sing? And I had a friend of mine who I went to, and I said, should I sing for this event? And they're like, don't <laughs> sing, you won't get your point across. <laughs> but you know, and then I, you know, I've got I've got God giving me all these funny messages. Go back to school, and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And for me, it meant reading the Bible, spending a lot of time in just focus, listening, and understanding. And I love, you know, when you shared how much, you know, you focus on wellness of others, mm-hmm. you know, Rescue Party gives is about helping, I believe, families. When I think of what's going on with human trafficking, the average age of a young girl that gets caught up in, in, in prostitution is 12 mm-hmm. in this country. Yes, so absolutely. What is going, you know, they're seven, they're eight years old. What is going on? So feel like the Lord says, look at families. Look at what's happening in the family unit, right? And it's how we help and what you're doing is amazing. You know, how you Thank help you. young girls know that they are a gift, right? Yes, we build, absolutely. We build them up and we realize the power. But the thing is, there's so many concerns. I think there's the foster care system there in this country. There's Families that you know, young girls and boys are being raised without fathers. Yeah. And then there's the concerns and situations of incest and abuse, sexual abuse and assault that happens to young children, that by the time they're seven or eight, this is what gets them into situations of not knowing their value and thinking, this is all I'm worth, I'll sell my body, right? So these are the things that I feel Rescue Party gives. Is we're planning to bring that type of awareness to the communities with which we live and to help
1: others realize this is not just a global, it, it's a huge issue in our It's country. a worldwide issue. It's Correct. not just set in one demographics. It's a worldwide issue. And like you said, it can happen, it's happening where it could be your next door neighbor. And that's I how know. undercover that it is. And um, it's really, really sad. It really I think it
2: truly me, is. The other thing that I shared with the group because it was just hard, it was hard to have to share this, but I think the reason God has given me the strength, the you know, and, and I know why I'm to do what I'm doing is when I was a little girl, there were two distinct times when I realized I could have just disappeared. One, though, was I was about three years old. I was in the backyard playing by myself, and my teenage neighbor took me in his yard, and he sexually assaulted me. My mother found me, but I told the group in Texas, what about, you know, what about the cries of the other children, 40,000 kids that are missing? Mm -hmm. Who's going to find them? Who's going to rescue them? Mm -hmm. So, again... This is why I'm very strong. I wasn't hurt in that situation. My mother found me pretty quickly. Uh, the other time though, and I have to say, I don't know what my parents were thinking, but I was in a, I, I, all I can see is I remember just walking in a. Like, almost like a carnival type of environment. And I still remember like reaching out for the hand, like my father's hand next to me. Um, and I reached out I was just kept walking. And then when I finally looked up, it wasn't my father that I was holding, but I was holding the hand of this man and walking. Wow. I I panicked when that happened. I looked up, saw that it wasn't my dad, and then I looked back, and my parents were trailing like five feet back, and I think, I don't know if they were just thinking, when is she going to notice that she was with someone else, but... I know today in this age, I don't think any parent would allow their child to go walking off with someone else. This is something I would share, you know, maybe it was a different time, but I just think, you know, we all have to be very careful about our children and we have to, you know, we have to warn them about, you know, going along with strangers, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure I knew as a child, it wasn't the right thing to do. I just... At that point, it was just a weird message, but I feel like the Lord's wanting me to share that, you know, that part of the story, too. It is one that we all just have to be... Uh, cautious. Goal of, yeah, cautious. Um, mm-hmm. Our nonprofit is, you know, I feel, again, group, the team. We come from different faith backgrounds, different political beliefs, but we all come with the same idea and mission that we need to love the neighbor.
1: That is so true. And when you're speaking about how we are teaching, you know, our children today, I have two uh, grandsons, and the oldest is reserved. And part of it, I think, is just certain things that he had gone through from an early age. But my little one, He is more outgoing, and it's kind of scary because, you know, I have always told my daughter, I'm like, you have to make sure that he understands that everybody is not your friend. And, you know, we could, you know, sometimes, you know, like for his birthday party, he's so outgoing that you'll find him on the other side of the uh, park over there. You know, because he wants to play, you know, ball or do certain things. And you just cannot do that. And sometimes, even with our kids, they don't understand. It's not about this being the new era. This is about we have to even be cautious now more now than we did when I was growing up. You know, because, like you said, it could be your next door neighbor. You could be, you know, coming from school and everything like that. So... That little one, he he concerns me. (laughs) Totally. But um, I also would um, acknowledge that I am fortunate from both of my parents. My mom was the strict one. She believed in resources, and she held a tight grip on us. I have um, four other sisters and one brother. But my father was the lenient one. So here I am at a... Well, how old I was? I I say I was around about 11 or 12. But in order for my oldest sister, who was 16 at the time, to go to a barbecue or something like that, she had to take me. But that's because, you know, my dad always wanted me to tell on everybody, this is what she did, and this is what she did. But I am so glad that... I wasn't exposed to a lot of hardships when it comes to um, uh, what you were talking about of you know either being raped or um incest or things of that nature where um you know put where I was in a situation of being molested and I thank God for that each and every day because it's so sad to hear. And to understand that this is what these girls and others are going through. And it's hard for people to really speak your truth. And I know for a fact that in order for you to get over anything in life, you have to speak your truth. So it can that monkey can get off your back. And it's important that we share that through our foundations so the people that we are helping can retrieve that information and you know I I speak of myself because my trauma came from fighting for my oldest grandson and he was put in a situation where um, he was living with um, his uh, other grandmother who wasn't nurturing him and wasn't Uh, physically and emotionally taking care of him right. And seeing that, it was like, here I am on my own journey towards success. And I was taken off of that road to make sure that he was going to be okay. And that was 10 long years of just taking a lot of abuse, being misjudged, um, being... um, Shunned, um, you know, manipulated, put in a financial hardship. And he is the reason why I created and established my foundation because I said to myself, I do not want to see another Jewel or her family go through what I had to go through for 10 years. And I am so glad that I didn't die. I'm so glad that I was able to endure all of that pain, and I am who I am today. So I always stress and I always state, we are God's given jewels. I don't care if nobody likes it. I am a sapphire, and you will treat and respect who I am. And it's not enough that these girls need to hear that. But
2: right. right. I think the, you know, uh, my trauma, and it's interesting, is, is again, from the childhood, um, I have had both my parents with mental health issues all my life, mm. and my aunt who took her own life in the end. And I think there's so much, you know, this society, this world, this darkness, Fear that, you know, mental health issues that are upon so many, that is what I am looking to be a freedom fighter for as well. So I see so much of the connection of this issue of trafficking and this huge mental health issue. And I look at what I was able to survive for. I will say I have, God made me very strong. Yes. Made me so that I was not, I did not get caught up in the mire of this. And that it's very, very real for many people. And being a child living with a parent that is depressed or narciss- narcissistic or, you know, any child that has a family member that, like, alcohol is, you know, and in those respects, I just feel like I have been given a gift of strength and to be able to share how to overcome some of that. It's taken me a long time, I will tell you, I've run from God more than I've listened to him. And I've finally, <laughs> it took me actually um, leaving my company that I worked for in corporate America, the automotive industry, and uh, I physically moved to Texas because the headquarter moved of the Japanese automotive company that I worked for. Uh, I was in, I found myself doing a book called The Purpose Driven Life. <laughs> What am I here on earth for? Because I really wanted to know. Like I said, I spent a lot of time. But I think the, and I come back to the situation of why me and why, why, what can I do? And how can I help others? And again, I can help some women, younger women, deal with the issues of, you know, some of it is uh, a mental abuse and some of it is, you know, why does one person, you know, how does one person react to one thing and another person react completely different? Like, for me, I am that exhorter developer, and with that, I'm very creative. And I will—I um, find it very interesting because, so like, I've had people tell me, you know, you need to stop what you're doing through your nonprofit. You're trying to take on too much. This issue of human trafficking. And all I do is dust myself off and
0: say, "That's I'm right. Do not
1: listen to them. Do not listen to them." <laughs> Do not listen to them. I'm here to tell you, as a sapphire, do not listen to them. We're going to take a break and we will be right back to discuss health wellness with the lovely Jennifer Keltner.
0: BBS Radio.
1: Yes, yes Welcome back To BBS Radio All Road 65 Max Radio with your host Pamela L. Henderson And Jennifer Keltner I want to give a shout out To musician Joe Wiseman That is one of the songs That I love that he had created It's a folk song And it's called Love of a Hometown Girl Check him out on YouTube You still with me there, Jennifer? I am. All righty. So per our discussion, health and wellness are about having a balanced lifestyle. When you are discussing as an advocate, what is the biggest misperception people have of you and why? So, you know,
2: I I don't know if... People see me as corporate travel and meeting manager, you know, like a title, a role. Mm -hmm. And I feel that they don't see me as, I've been called a lot of names (laughs) through my life. (laughs) Really? Um, And I I would say, you know, as a child, you know, growing up in the Midwest, uh, Mm -hmm. in an area where we were the only Asian family. So, you know, I've, I've grown up with being called chink with four eyes have also been called, you know, like, because I'm Chinese, it's an expectation okay. that I have to be really, really smart, mm-hmm. and I think that that is one of the misconceptions that I feel like maybe I've always been dealing with kind of my own mental imposter syndrome um, myself and who I am, and it's finally taken me a long time to just understand that I am a child of God, and I've been given special gifts and talents, and... For me, it's, it is that, you know, misconception, maybe I have my own, like, the same thing, why am I the one who can handle this situation? Why do I, why am I starting a nonprofit? Um, probably the same way, I just, I find myself, you know, maybe even like, well, how, how could she be addressing these issues with children? She's never had a child herself. These things, I've been, a, I've babysat children since I was seven years old. I have a heart wow. for children. I love you know, and I'm <laughs> decades older. But anyway, um I would say that it's just who I am. Um, I I think you know, that misconception of, you know, how others think of me mm-hmm. you know, is one thing. I've also, you know, and maybe even a misconception of how could this person, you know, why this person found God? This person used to do all these other things and say these, you know probably denounce even that God exists. Right. And now she's like so into, there's God, and He's in my life. And I will say that that is a big thing for me, a big part of my life right now, is to know how much that I've always been protected, that I didn't realize it either. Like, there were times, I, I mentioned, um, faith and religion has always been a, a difficult area for me and understanding, and when I was little, uh, probably like 12. I don't. I, I don't know. I can't remember. It was between seven and 12 years old. But my grandfather had passed away in Hong Kong, and I was brought with my aunt to Hong Kong because I kind of actually just recovered from chickenpox, and they gave it all to my younger sisters. And so my mom had to stay and watch the kids. She couldn't go to her own father's funeral, but I went. And when I went, I remember being uh, going to a Buddhist temple with my aunt, and they were telling me that I had to pray. And they were, you know, so to, to the Buddhist gods. And I'm like, what am I doing here? And I remember they had like, two, two adults, you know, my aunts. and this group, What are you going to, what are you, you know, what did you wish for? And I remember praying. I said, I prayed for world peace. And at the time, you know, when you're a child, I, was, I had no <laughs> idea what I was praying kid? for that. Right, right.
1: They were laughing at me. But you who know What did you say you on? prayed for, Jennifer? World, world peace. World peace, okay. Okay, I thought you said but, little feet. I'm like, wait a oh minute. Oh, no. World peace. <laughs> World so peace,
2: what yes. What, World peace. What was, what was going you. on in our society that a child, you know, like I jokingly think I was watching too many Miss America pageants, but I feel like, you know, so many people, you know, like with this nonprofit, I've kind of been shared, and you know, like I've been given guidance by like, some other more um, people that have been longer and following the Lord and then saying, Jennifer, you know, what you're doing, God gave you a seed and that might take you many, many years to develop. But I feel like, I realized that seed was planted when I was seven years old or 12 years old. When I said, God, I want world peace. Now is the time and this is the time that I'm focused on helping get us to that perspective of the world being at peace, and that means not having others, I do want to share with you a, a thing about judgment and forgiveness, right, because the fact is, I went through a long time in my life blaming, blaming my mother for the situation of my life and angry with her, and some there were some years I wouldn't even talk to her, but I, I learned to, to realize how hurt she was, you know, what happened in her life, in her childhood, right. and her situation. Right. And it's made me realize more and more, for all of us, how much forgiveness we need with others. Mm-hmm. No matter what situation, what pride, what thing, what happens to that individual to make them think the person they are. You know, when we look at, you know, right now we need to talk about the situation, sadly, of Jeffrey has Right, What's, what, what is going on, right? And you look at right. these people and, you know, I just have a hard time with, with kind of like how the world, how we judge one another. True. And how I think the more we, in this world we can forgive one another. Um, and, and that is the biggest important thing right now is forgiveness. I find yeah. it's really interesting in these days as they go forward and I get stronger and stronger in my faith more and more people come to me. So many people come to me with health issues, mental health issues mostly. And again, I feel strong enough to be able to share packages passages of the Bible for them to do. <laughs> and to guide them So, like healing. There's a, there's a book that I would share with everyone. I don't know if you Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Lee. Mm-hmm. And she tied in scripture scripture and science. I come from a very, uh, a background. My father was a chemical engineer with a PhD. His expectation of me was that I would follow in that kind of foot, that science and math. And that didn't fit for me. So there's another, you know, just because I'm Chinese doesn't <laughs> mean I could be a scientist. So right. um, I... Studied marketing, but I remember in undergrad when I was at Virginia Tech, I had, you know, finally I kind of emancipated, like I had my own ability to go to college and and be on my own, and so I took, I was a math major, and I came home with a D in five-hour chemistry and a D in calculus, and I told my father, D means done, Dad. I'm done. So it was one of those things to find myself and be who I was and the truth of who I speak. You know, it's taken me a long time. It's taken me a long time being
1: in the corporate environment. And Yeah, you know, it like does. That That's that old saying, once you go co- corporate, it's hard to leave it. <laughs> yeah. So it brings back to that, though, Jennifer.
0: Tell, <laughs> tell
1: us a little bit about... Where you grew up, and you had any brothers and sisters?
2: I um, have two beautiful sisters. Okay. I have a sister who's a year younger than me. And as children, I would say my mother would used to say we fought like cats and dogs, only um, because I don't think she knew she didn't know how to raise us. So then, when by the time my younger sister came, my my young sister Terry, um, she's seven,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: when she came along. My mother was done. She didn't want any more children. So I believe, and my sister, younger sister Terry will share that we raised her. My my sister, I at seven, and my younger sister at six. We raised our baby sister. Oh yeah, that's normally how it sister. goes. <laughs> <laughs> we we did. You know, we had an we had an interesting upbringing. Right, it was very difficult in that. But I got to be. Um, you know, I don't have children, like I said, now, but I do know that I had my sister's like, always been my baby, you know, right. everything about her life, and every, you know, I'm involved as much as I can be with her children, and she has raised them to be amazing children of God. Uh, they are doing, they're doing so well. Uh, they are right now in college, um, my oldest nephew is a rising senior at Stanford. Where he okay. He's now Great. And he's doing a ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was actually on an ultimate frisbee team, but he left that um, to do ministry, and and I think that's just beautiful. Like the more I learn, I I've learned so much. I learned so much from that nephew. I will say this because he's probably the person who inspired me to create a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, his family, um, my brother-in-law moved his family to Bolivia human trafficking um, against children. And so that's how it's gotten, how I got started too. because I just, you know, couldn't understand what this was and I had to wrap my head around how my brother-in-law could just move his whole family and the youngest wasn't even one to Bolivia. Um, these children have grown up to be such amazing kids but my nephew was in the Dominican Republic and he was giving his salutary speech and he said, I'm going to quote my favorite Bible verse from the book job and said you are looking for people that are going to lay down their lives for you not literally figuratively and then he went to share all the people that has helped him so I think that is one of the things that I look at how do we lay down our lives for another how do we turn around and focus on helping one another and I've learned that from my family I've learned it from my nieces and nephews
1: <laughs> right 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 we both are passionate about health and wellness and during this time with the COVID-19 I have found some great products to share with others especially the vitamins and the non-toxic household products I have been currently using and cleaning with that helps build your immune system how passionate are you to share your aha moments with others
2: um, I'm an exhorter. <laughs> so, <laughs> I talk a lot. I share a lot. I have a lot of passion. I'm building the same team. I'm building a team right now. Very similar to you, Pamela. That's why we're connected also with the full wellness yes, and the multivitamins yes. and company. I'm building a team where, again, same thing. I look at this as, wow, why isn't everyone else looking at this situation? And you look at what's going on with all these other manufacturers, the big corporate America, the world, and, you know, all, they, all their interest is in money and not, you know, like looking at what they're putting out there. I think the company that we are supporting with the mission statements to enhance the lives of those we touch and help other people meet their goals, that is kind of, for me, huge. And so it I've is. been using this company to help friends, like, I'm in the corporate travel. I'm in the travel and meeting industry. So many people have lost their jobs due to COVID. I want to bring up the team, and I'm actually bringing that team together. I've got um, the, I've got a woman who used to work with me in um, the automotive industry. My, she used to work with me directly. I've got another friend of mine who works as an airline consultant, and he's joined me. I just was on another podcast with the with black sedan company and I'm hoping to get some of them you know support them the hotel industry friends but I feel the same thing I just feel that God has led me to you're gonna laugh because you you're gonna get this this is pretty funny I woke up on Monday this past week and I I had this look up to a sense now this is the first time that Four in the morning. That God has God's woken me up to you know times where I have had to feel like I've got the word I've got a word from him and I just jot down and write it down. This time I got a scent. It was soy sauce and green onions. And it was so strong. <laughs> soy sauce and, and green onions. Oh, it smells good. It smells like a good Chinese food being create you know made right. So I'm walking into my kitchen, going, am I burning the kitchen down? Like I'm, I'm thinking it wouldn't surprise me if I put the stove on right. And I got a warning. But I get over there, there's nothing. And I'm like, okay, God, what does, what does this mean? And green onion, you know, I just think of plants plant and, right. you know, vegetation. And so I think of the word green onion, you know, the, the, that image just brings to me um, growth. And so I'm like, okay, there's growth and um, opportunities. Like you, And then the message came, you need to grow to grow you have to use all your senses. I've been using my eyes and my ears and my feet and my hands to do the work of rescue that I feel is important. But I feel like the next thing is my senses and, and so with that I was like, Okay So again, the growth and all that. I want my husband, who is my pre believer, woke up and I said, You know, I told him what my kind of what happened in the morning at four. And how I got woken up this time to a smell. And, and he said, when I told him what green, I was like, I'm focused on this word green. And he's like, well, green could mean planet, right? And, and, you know, just maintaining the resources that we have. And then he also said, of course, green means money. And I laughed. I looked at him. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> money has never been a concern of mine. I don't, I've never cared for it. I know that it can't bring me happiness. And I've, I've just, I've lived very happily. I've seen the world. As a corporate trouble, without having to spend a dime to see the world, um,
1: yeah, that's beautiful. So God I guess that, that is what I would say would motivate you to share with others, right? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, thank we you. We are well, discussing health and wellness today, and our aha moments (laughs) when we have something great to share with others. I have created my e-learning online customer service training program that has launched last week. It will be offered online worldwide at allroad65max.org, where you will find how to become a mentor and to join me as a leader by volunteering, or how you can help make a difference by donating to Inspire a Jewel. Or join me on patreon.com, All Road 65, where I am private 101, where I also discuss health and wellness by attaining a jewel tier what was the, your biggest disappointment and how did you overcome the challenging obstacles, Jennifer?
2: So I think, you know, I, I don't think that anything is really like, I think the biggest disappointment might have been the pressure I felt with my aunt. Took her, took her life, because um, I, I was living in in Virginia, graduated from college, getting ready to focus on my my life, maybe being a little selfish, needing to get away from my family that was dragging me down, and I I I wanted that independence, so I left um, left Virginia and moved. To Southern California, and my answer said to me, What is going to happen to all of us? Mm-hmm. the that holds the family together. And for me, it was, I, I, I remember my response was very flippant and saying, You know, everything's
1: fine. There's not a problem. There's nothing, you know, we'll all be fine without okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to leave on that him? note. and We will take a break and we'll be right back to discuss health and wellness with the lovely Jennifer Keltner. To BBS Radio All Road 65 Max Radio with your host Pamela L. Henderson and the lovely Jennifer Keltner. We are discussing health and wellness today in our aha moments when we have something great to share with others. So you still there with me there, Jennifer? I am. All right, all right. So, tell me a little bit about the photos. You said that's a that's a picked up hobby that inspired you, and so tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, I have been. My husband gave me a
2: digital Canon SLR camera almost twenty years as a gift, uh, and I decided to go to like school again to actually learn how to use my camera. So I was taking actually black and white film classes and I was hanging out with a friend of mine um, who was a professional photographer just playing around um, learning to use my camera but through the mm-hmm. years I had just been taking photos um, oh, all great. over wherever I travel and in this last year Um, What was really interesting in this journey is I was actually, I just moved back to Southern California. I had another nonprofit that was actually doing an event to fight against Mm -hmm. human trafficking, but I saw that the walls were all painted in, um, the walls had other, it was a a photo gallery of gifts, and all the images, there were devil images on the walls. And I'm like, you can't have an event to fight against human trafficking. So I persuaded them to let me use my own photos that I've taken in my journey from the last year. So these are, I I have way more photos than that, but I just used, I just picked 10 photos that I've had in the last year. And I put a little journal entry and because I have a Star Trek thing to my nonprofit, I did a captain's log with each story. But they're photos of love. There's also a beautiful photo from the Dominican Republic. We were at a dinner and I captured this amazing photo of the actual word love at this dinner table that was being set up for a couple that were celebrating their anniversary for the cost of the water was where the girls and boys are being trafficked. And to me, that's where God said to me, I'm going to take care of, this. you know, I don't have to worry about it, right? God cares about the children. God's going right. to end this issue. So. I'm saying I use my photos, which has been amazing, but my photo exhibit, I call, From My Eyes, For His Glory, Beam Me Up, Scotty, the Star Trek theme. So that's the theme of my um, photo exhibit. I put a book together with the photos. Um, I am using those photos of life to actually help address the of that one. But I have so many other photos. I built someone the other day, you know, I was in Thailand. I've been in different places. I've taken photos, and I've looked at those images. Some of them haunt me. Most of the time, I take pictures that are very fun. I like taking pictures of family and children and, you know, weddings. I do a lot of different fun, you know, and, and no one's ever, I've never, I've only done it for my family and friends. I've never been paid for my photos. It's something very personal to me. Mm-hmm. Even the photos today with with what I've just shared is the first time I've actually ever shared my photos. Um, and, and those photos got me recognized into um, another nonprofit that I was going to be at, um, Epic International Summit, in front of a bunch of um, uh, people that were in the entertainment industry, production, music, and we were going to be the charity recognized because They were going to show my photos, and I was going to do this interactive event uh, pre-COVID. But I I think I was going to call it "In Childlike Wonder" and just promoting innocence of children. So, you know, I I just think that photography is something that I've been gifted as well. Um, It's another talent that I just need to figure out that my low-hanging fruit, and I should be focused on sharing more of it.
1: Oh, that is that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And speaking of that, I want to take a couple of minutes to acknowledge in regards to a shooting. We have so much that's going on right now that we're dealing with. However, the shooting of the in Wisconsin and the police that shot this man uh, multiple times in the back. I pray uh, that justice you know will be served because and when you look at this video it was so heartfelt and regardless to the issue seven times so I don't know about everyone else but we really need to pray and get on our knees because it's just a lot of chaos happening in the world And we have our foundation that we are trying to also heal. But it's just to the point where every time you turn on the TV, it's just killings. And I pray for all the protesters that's out there knowing that there's COVID-19, but people are tired in all cultures of dealing with racism. Mm -hmm. So I take this moment and I pray for everyone. How can someone reach you, Jennifer, and how can they get involved with the Rescue Party Give?
2: So Rescue Party Give, we have a website, rescuepartygive.org, and I can be reached at jennifer at org.
1: All right. And any last-minute inspirational advice you would like to share with others? I
2: think, again, my last parting comments is, is more about forgiveness. And we all have to be more... Our eyes have to be opened. Our ears... We have to be using all our senses to understand truth. I think that I would share with you with many of us that we have to be God. We have to pray to him. And we have to put yes. on the armor of God. Yes, we um, do. That would be what I would recommend to everyone is to read Ephesians. Read Ephesians six ten. And again, we are not fighting against flesh and blood.
1: Yes, and that's right,
2: that. we're not so I think that would be my message to everyone. <laughs> And I thank you because it's not something, you know, I have not shared as much about my faith in most of my life. And now is the
1: time. That's right. It is time. Always remember that. It's a time, a place for everything. And this is the time. And especially while we're going through all of this chaos and madness and... We have elections that's coming up. Please do not forget to vote. Register to vote. And even, you know, you can register by mail, but please vote. It is really time to make a difference. Here in the United States, this free country is enslaved. Enslaved by chaos, and we need to free ourselves. Jennifer, it was an absolutely pleasure having you on BBS Radio All Road 65. I look forward to chatting further with you and to our prosperous partnership. Until next time, please join me here on BBS Radio All Road 65 Max. Or join me, allroad65max.org. And on my Patreon.com, allroad65, where I am giving private 101s, and we can speak truth and journey onto that next step. Social media, Pamela Inspires Jewels. I leave you with my favorite quote of the day. I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. Angela Davis. Have a wonderful day from a true Sapphire herself. And again, do not forget to register and vote. Blessings to everyone. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.